Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There but for the grace of God, feel with me. For them to be scared of my music, it's melodious, friendly music, to say the least. Hello, friendos. What a tremendous week of programs. I'm your host with the most big shoot on the internet, screaming into the computer like we always do on the Chad Duke Show. Thank you for checking us out. If it's Spotify, if it's iTunes, if it's Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, please leave us a five-star mammer jammer. I am joined, as always, by the Laughing Ogre, the Cold Soldier, the Great Falls Sasquatch. That's right. He's the cryptid from the Clarendon Ballroom. He is live in the building. Gigantor is with me in the Fortress of Solid Dudes. Hello, Tor. Oh, what's going on, Shootster? What's going on, Shootster? You're very excited today. You got a new hat. I, I that'll, get, that'll get me through a day. I'll tell you this. <laughs> if you don't want to pay a producer, because I don't want to pay a producer, you just, every once in a while, you get him either a free sweatshirt and a free hat. That's usually all it takes. Oh, yeah. You'll keep me on the line. I'm not going to see the top of his head for weeks <laughs> after this. Uh, we had a tremendous week of shows this week. If you haven't already on board, I saw, I think, five or six people tweeted me this week, Tor, and said, hey, I've been listening to the free episode. I finally subscribed on ChadDukeShow.com. Dip your toe in the water. They are tepid. They are warm. Um, and you can get four episodes plus a bonus episode generally each and every week for less than the cost of a cup of coffee. I don't know. I don't know how much coffee it costs anymore. Tor, did you see Carson Wentz is out indefinitely? What? Yes. Yes, indeed. You don't have what? to look. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You don't have to look. because It just happened, and I'm telling you. You're going to look anyway. You don't trust me. All right. So on this week's episode, uh, you're going to get a little bit of our Ask Shoot segment where I answer the voicemails and the emails. Tor actually wrangled another snake. No one has encountered uh, this many snakes since... Uh, the great Indiana Jones was thrown to the asps inside of the uh, Well of Souls where they found the... You, haven't, you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? No, I haven't seen okay. Indiana Jones. Um, so, Tor found another snake, and uh, we're going to talk about that. And then uh, we actually had um, Ethan Anderton on from Slash Film, who used to come on my Crossing the Stream segment all the time, and going to talk about the um, Ghostbusters Aftermath trailer and then all of the drama surrounding Fast and the Furious and all that stuff. But uh, did you did you cooperate my story? Yeah, that's sucks sucks well said I, I mean, um, like, this man's got a future in sports broadcasting that's all i gotta say they said he's out indefinitely jacob eason of course they when did they draft him last year right i think so yeah uh he's still there um i, I think ellinger is there also yeah he is he is I, do they make a move i mean i don't know who you make a move for 
Um, but I, I don't know. That's a very interesting turn of events. Maybe they trade for a quarterback. I don't know. I was looking forward to seeing him in Indianapolis. I don't think he's out for the season, but it, saying out indefinitely is, you know, he felt uh, is a big deal, especially in that division, which, by the way, his, you know, was a punchline a couple of years ago, but now it seems to have a, a couple of heavyweights, oh, yeah. and including a Super Bowl contender. <coughs> I wonder what that means with the Jaguars. To be honest with with you, I think it means they're coming in second. Well, it means the, it means the door is open. You yeah. know, it means the door is open for them to chop some wood, especially if Wentz is out for. Uh, I mean, I assume a significant amount of time. So we'll have to see on that. Um, okay, so the way this works is you listen to this show, and hopefully it gets you all hot and bothered, steaming in the undies enough to want to go and get the pay show. We've got a monster event coming up in uh, October, and I'm not even going to tell you about it here. You're not going to get to know about it here. You're going to have to subscribe if you want to find out about it. But when I tell you it's the biggest event that I've ever put together and also probably the most invasive as one of the things that is going to happen on October 9th is that there's going to be hundreds of people following tour around like paparazzi. Hopefully they princess Diana your ass um, that they're going to be able to follow you and take pictures of you nonstop incessantly uh, for the duration of the event. That's something I think people are going to know about tour. I just... I don't know how I'm going to prepare for it. I don't know what I'm going to wear. Hopefully some sit-ups. <laughs> Hopefully a shower and a shave. <laughs> Hopefully some pants that aren't sweat. Well, we can rule that out. <laughs> you know, recently, I won't say who, but somebody was going through our uh, our notes for our movie that we're making, mm-hmm. and I forgot that we have multiple opportunities for sweatpants shtick yes. during the course of said <laughs> film. So I am looking forward to that. Um... So, another reason for you to sign up on the show. What are we starting here with this week, uh, by the way, Gigantor? We got a, it was a big one. The Ask Shoot this week was really strong. It was it was uh, girthy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, within the first call, Duke's got clamped. So, that's that's. I a got clamped big, big time. I was walk, it was girthy <laughs> enough I was walking bow-legged after the segment. I'll tell you that much. I, for those of you that don't know what getting clamped is, um, it's when uh, you just get sucked into the spider clamp vortex. Is that the right way of putting it? Like, you, you're you a part of his world, and there ain't no getting out. He brings you right in. That's how I would say it. You haven't seen the event Horizon, but at the end of the event Horizon, um, there's uh, Lawrence Fishburne hits this uh, detonator, and he gets uh, sucked into hell with the uh-huh. rest of the uh, spaceship. Very much like getting a DM from Spider Clamp. Yeah, I know. You're getting sucked <laughs> right through a porthole into fucking hell, and you're going to sit there and burn and smolder for all eternity. So we'll get to that. Hopefully, you don't get clamped. I got clamped and goaded this week, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky I'm even here at all. I should be in a body bag after that took place but uh, we'll get to a bunch of that stuff and then hopefully you like the show even more and hopefully it's enough to get built out of a membership you're listening to the chad duke show big shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it head over to chad duke show gaming on facebook turn on your notifications and you'll know when shooter is going live tune in to see big finishing moves tall vampire ladies and samurais in tsushima follow chad duke show gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well let me see if I can find the fucking thing. Is the only problem. I'm having a lot of I'm having a lot of issues today, Tor. It's been a very slow day. This is Ask Shoot. Send us your questions, comments, or queries to mailbag at chaddukeshow.com, and we'll get to them on the show. Of course, uh, Ask Shoot is brought to you by uh, the beautiful. Flying Ace Farm in Lovettsville, host of the first ever Chad Duke Show annual Autumn Sasquatch Hunt and Fish Fry. Saturday, October 9th. Admission is free. The food is not. The beverages are not. But the admission is free. Uh, we're going to have a full fish fry tour, by the way. Have you ever been to a fish fry? 
I had one in college. Really? Yeah. Just, I mean, I assume that's an excuse to drink natural light outside. Uh, it was actually a team event. So Oh! We drank like it in that. our cars before we walked in. I love it. I fucking love it. I love a fish fry. I love yeah. fried fish. Um, I can't imagine anything better than Monk being in charge of a fish fry. Yeah. Very excited for that. There'll be a live show. Live Chad Duke show. There's a bass fishing tournament, wiffle ball throwdown, a special seltzer release. Monk's making a seltzer for us. There will be five more bottles. Actually, the five additional big shooter bourbon autumn edition. So this is a completely separate thing from the first five bottles, which will live in infamy. Uh, Kenny Kidd will be there in charge of the tunes, doing all requests Saturday. Well, all suggest Saturday night. Headlock Gaming will be in the building. He'll be hosting an Mortal Kombat tournament. We have the Sasquatch Hunt, which, of course, Tor wrote Photo Hunt here. I don't I don't like that term. Uh, we're giving away a 12-foot skeleton. Uh, some people are upset about that. Uh, the Chad Duke Show flag, which is absolutely gorgeous. There's pictures of that on the social media. The Big Shooter Bourbon. Uh, what else, Tor? The Arcade 1-Up Machine. I mean, there's just so much shit we're giving away. There'll probably more prizes by the time it rolls around. And the Bass Fishing Champion will get a heavyweight title belt that says Chad Duke Show Bass Fishing Champion. I mean, I don't even... What else could I say that would make people want to come out? I, You know, you could say, why don't you join Jester and Tor at 9 a.m. at Flying Ace Farm oh, for the Oh, I hope setup. that's not... That's not true. <laughs> you don't have to get stop. there that early. Stop it. Just stop it. It is a big day. <laughs> and by the way, they're volunteering because it's doing it for nothing. Um, hey, look, I'm not getting paid to be out there. You, I'm not paying you shit. <laughs> oh! All right. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, I see this, the voicemails are here. Yes. Uh, 385-645-5375 if you'd like to leave us a voicemail anytime you like. Uh, there is no erase button. Keep that in mind. It's a one-take Jake, you sons of bitches. All right, uh, let's go to the clamp. Fellas, spider clamp out here in uh, man-ass ass. Um, two questions. Would you rather clean up a like a brutal murder scene or clean up an orgy beard orgy? And question number two, um, this one's got to do with Billy Bob. Um, was he at least rocking those overalls like DMX with one of the straps hanging? Or uh, was he going full hee-haw and just had them both all strapped up? Anyway, that's it. Keep up the great work, fellas. I'll see you later. What is he talking about? He's just clamping. What is the Billy Bob thing? Uh, when you wore the overalls. Oh, from the oh, from when I was in high school? Yeah. Uh, I definitely started with both of them up. And then I think I moved to one, and then one strap, and then I remember Tor going to the bathroom, taking the shirt I had under it off, strapping the fucking straps up, and then putting the shirt over the strap so it just looked like I was wearing big pants. Yeah. Because I was so embarrassed. I was taking so much shit after that teacher called me out. Um, the first question is just gross. Um, I mean, I, all right, if we're doing a, a hypothetical. Um... I, 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 Orgy Beard's sexuality is number one on my creep scale. And I mean, I think the fact that he's overcome that to be, I think he's an MVP of the Chad Duke show. I mean, the guy. Through the first seven months. The, he's, he's fucking great, man. Strong. He, I mean, he brings snacks for us to try. They're always new. He likes bourbon. He brings good bourbon here. Not shit bourbon. He brings good bourbon, not just stuff in a pretty bottle. Uh, he cleans. Like, Orgy Beard will come here and run the fucking vacuum. But his jizz, for whatever reason, it's jizz, it's my kryptonite, so yeah. I, I would take the murder scene. I'll take the murder scene, too. 
I don't need to be involved in all that other nonsense. I gotta say, I know how desperate he is to incorporate people into his sexual life and uh -huh. tell you about it. Like, he'll corner anyone and fucking talk, talk about his penis. He has respected the fact that I don't want that. And I thought I said I don't want you talking about it with my wife either, and he's respected that. Please talk about it, Orgy Beard, with Tor Moore, if that's possible. Thank you. I'll listen to it if he comes up with the uh, with the duster and the, and the short shorts. I'll, I'll, I'll he does like... I mean, he puts on a show, doesn't he? he, he does. He's always got the short shorts. And then when he comes out to play sports, he's better than you think he would be. Yeah. And he wears the short shorts. Puts on a show for all the ladies. And he tucks his fucking shirt into the short shorts. It couldn't be a tighter tuck on the shirt. It is the tightest <laughs> tuck. I don't even think he's in bad shape. He just has an enormous belly. And it's just like... It's, it's a weird thing. I just don't... It's... I don't know. Maybe he irons his clothes really well. I've never seen someone have such a uniform tuck on a shirt. Do you think he stitches himself into those fucking clothes? I think maybe he fucking pulls out a needle and thread every time. Come on, baby. Need it. He always got ladies around. He is. I'm telling you what, man. Orgy Beard is the fucking master. Congratulations to him. Live your best life, Orgy Beard. Don't tell me about your jizz, please. Fuck gross. Clamp got us early, didn't he? Yep. Clamp likes to, needs to get in here. Uh, let's go out to Bristol. Hey, guys. Uh, so, thank you, Dukes. I'm watching The Empty Man right now. What? Man. It's a very good movie. What are you? I just wonder... The Empty Man. Oh. Why Tor is so scared of movies? Uh, the Shining, Alien. I don't know if you've seen Alien. Please, my youngster. I'm a huge horror fan, so um, whatever you give me, Dukes, I'm watching it all the time. I'm watching <laughs> After Man right now, and man, it's a good movie. Right, but love your show. I subscribe every day. Well, I'm a subscriber. I'm sorry. Um, Ryan from Bristol. He ended with the name, huh? Uh, Ryan, feel free to subscribe every day. That'd be tremendous. Um, well, I guess that's a question for you. Also, you misspelled my name here. So you know. No, pardon me. You see, you misspelled my name. Um, it's a two-syllable name. I mean, all right, never mind. So, uh... Why are you so scared of scary movies? Some of them are scary. I mean, The, the, the Shining, i that's a scary movie. I feel like I, I'm well within my rights to be scared by that. Um, I think probably what happens to most people is The Shining and Aliens are so in the rotation that the, the shock wears off. But the first time I saw both of those movies, I was fucking terrified of them. I mean, that alien creature, the first time you encounter it in a movie, is about as scary as it gets. I'm, yeah. The, the, the first time I watched The Thing... Fantastic movie. You put me on to that. Yeah. Scary as shit. Very scary. Who, who is it? Who is it? Uh, you're allowed to be scared at movies, Ryan. <laughs> I, I just happen to be scared at more of them. Yeah, they could never make the thing. And uh, again, it's, uh, it's a great fucking movie. Um, yeah, I think I think the problem is with Ryan, the same way it was with me. Like, the thing isn't scary. I mean, there's moments where I'm like, Ugh. like there's always moments where I'm like, oh, no, that fucking eyeball head spider thing is coming up. You know, you get kind of weirded out, but... Um, I, I think you have sent death to tell scary movies are, and you forget seeing them the first time they're scary. But Tor is also a giant coward. You would you would admit to that. There are times where I could be rather cowardly. Yeah, very cowardly. He's like the the elephant when the mouse runs in the room. All right, let's head out to. Does <laughs> anybody explain to us the Calvert County bit? By the way, no. They just send five minute long voicemails, <laughs> and I trim them down. More concise. I know you guys are. 
there's a voicemail in here. That's yeah. the last one. I think is like 17 seconds. It's the only usable 17 seconds of it. Okay. But not this one. Why was it included then? Why not just pitch the whole thing out? Uh, because it was a question, and there was a question in it. But okay. He, uh, I'll explain later. It's so just, you just want people to be more concise in their voice. A, a little more concise. I like the personality. I like all the everything. You know, you guys are doing great. Okay. But it's a lot harder to cut when they're two minutes long. A tiny favor you could do for the cold soldier. I don't think it's too much to ask. All right, let's head out to Calvert County. Hey, guys. It's uh, P from Calvert uh, again. Chad. Yes. I recently logged some time with Good Morning Vietnam. I saw I saw it up. It kind of came across my movie queue. I've been really into older movies these days. Man, if that didn't climb the fucking list really quick, uh, I, I want to have your thoughts a little bit on some of these older movies, just like that. That's kind of random. Like, what older movies? Is, how, how old is Good Morning Vietnam? Is it been in the eighties? I don't know. Uh... Uh, it's not in my rotation. I like Robin Williams. I don't like a lot of Robin Williams movies. I, I, I'm not in love with Mrs. Doubtfire. I know everybody else is. Um, I don't like any of his dramatic roles where he's like a clown or dead poet society or whatever the fuck. You know, I just I think he's really talented. I like him as an actor and I think he's funny, but I don't none of his movies really kind of. I feel like a lot of them are emotional. Um, I didn't see RV. I think that's his last movie he made before he uh, was committed suicide. Um, I love Hook. I, I think every kid my age loves Hook. Uh, I, I think the critics are very mean to Hook. Like if you go to Rotten Tomatoes and you actually look at the score, uh, I don't. Are you talking about Vietnam movies? I just I would need P. If you want me to, like, I need you to narrow the field. Just older movies is pretty much all I talk about. Yeah, that was 1987 when it came out. See, to me, that's I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm 42. I, that doesn't seem all that old to me. Like, if you're talking about older movies, I'm talking about like if I've seen On the Waterfront. Like, yes, I have. You know, I've I watch a lot of uh, black and white movies. I watch a lot of movies. I try to watch as many movies as I can if they're in my. I don't. I'll have to say I'm not as adventurous as other people. Like if it's a romantic comedy, I'm probably going to have to be hard pressed. I did see a movie. If you guys haven't seen, it's called The Phantom Thread. It's uh, Daniel Day Lewis's last movie. I actually saw it in the theater for some reason. Um, it is so far outside of something I would normally throw on. And honestly, I just watched it because Daniel Day Lewis is in it. Really interesting flick. It's slow. And the topic is probably going to be off-putting to some of my fellow meat-eater toxic masculinity types. But uh, real interesting movie and kind of one that I was glad I, I stepped outside the comfort zone to watch. So there's a recommendation for you today. What the hell did Hook do so badly here? I mean, 29% from the tomato meter, 76% from audience. I have no idea. How many reviews does it say? Uh, for audience, 200. No, no, no. Uh -oh. For the critics. Uh, 65 reviews. Sometimes that can happen where if it's not like hundreds and hundreds of reviews, the ah. score can be off. But there, I have no fucking idea why it is that low. And that movie's beloved. Like, I, you know, people, people my age love that fucking movie. Um... And I think it's great. Like, I mean, there's some corny dialogue in it, but you had Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. And Dustin Hoffman as Hook is hilarious. The interplay with him and Bob Hoskins is me. I fucking laugh at that as an adult. So I, I don't know. That's a weird one. It's always that. And it's always remembering that Jaws and Poltergeist are PG. Like, those are always my, my three big movie questions. Yeah, but Pretty in Pink was also... I remember watching that at the Outer Banks one time uh, with my family. And it does it, not it, shock me. It came out as uh, PG, and then uh, here's a whole bunch of titty on the screen. Right, like, but it doesn't shock me that you were sitting around watching Pretty in Pink instead of something. You, you like... You, no, 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 16 Candles. Pardon me, 16 Candles. Okay, that's a little different. You like kind of fluffy 
girly movies. I got two little sisters. I don't know, but you like them too. You're watching Wedding Singer by yourself in the basement. All right, very good. Um, ooh, we've got some, uh, we have a goat appreciative voicemail. Very interesting. Ted, Brendan and Ash from here. I really enjoyed the Fortress Film Society this yes. week. I'm glad to hear you and Goat patch things up. Yes. That got me thinking. I, I'm always impressed by Goat on the radio. I, I don't know if he has any broadcast experience, but he's always prepared. He holds the conversation well, and, and he clearly clearly cares about putting out a good product. What is like Goat's origination with Big On Dukes and the Chad Duke show? I remember he was on Two Guys and a Goat, but did he have like a beer show or something before that? Anyways, uh, please uh, keep it up. I really enjoy all the extra content. Have a good week. Two Guys and a Goat, for those of you that don't remember, was I believe Homer McFanboy, Loud Goat, and I want to say Zohan? I don't recall who the third person was. That was a... I think it was a, a sports podcast that we let people do on the Big Old Nukes website. I've, I don't know when I met Loud Goat, to be honest with you. And I don't know how I would meet Loud Goat because I don't, I hate DC and I don't like hockey. And like, it's just, I think Loud Goat is a huge talk radio fan. So I would assume that's how it happened. And he likes a lot of the same. He likes Grease Man. He likes, you know, Don and Mike. He likes a lot of the same shit that I like. Um, I've said this a thousand times. I think Goat, I, I think if Goat pursued a career in sports broadcasting, I think he could do it. I, I've involved him, you know, I've been involving him in shows I've been doing for years. I, uh, he got a radio show because I assume because people heard him. He was doing a radio show with uh, Tom Daly, a hockey show, on the radio station. I, I assume that was because he'd done so much stuff with me. People heard him and liked him. Uh, you know, I've pitched three or four different shows doing them with Goat. I've contacted Goat about doing this more regularly. I think Goat's got a good life. I think he enjoys what he does. I think he enjoys his living situation. So I don't know that he is driven in that capacity, but he's never asked me for a cent to fucking come out here and host all these shows. He's been very generous with his time and I told Goat, I said, look, dude, if you ever just want to show up on a fucking Tuesday and do the show with me, like, that's fine with me. I, I could do shows with, I would, I would feel very comfortable if there was a situation where somebody dropped $100,000 on me going to Loud Goat and saying, hey, man, come do the show with me every day. You know, I just can't pay anybody to do that right now because this is the way I make my living and I'm doing well, but I'm not doing well enough to, you know, do what Kumia or Corolla or Rogan is and have like a fleet of employees. I, I barely have tour. <laughs> Barely. I just keep them in free sweatshirts. <laughs> That's all I need. That's all he needs. If I have put a free sweatshirt in front of him every couple of weeks, he keeps coming back. It's like putting that little uh, bowl of milk out for a stray cat. What are you saying about youth? Youth. Uh, Goat's great. I think what impresses me most about him is just his retention that he has when he comes he knows across things. So over much his life. dumb shit. It's just. I, he knows shit that I know of. Like, like I'm like, how do you? How are we having a conversation right, right now? Because I don't know anything you know. Of. <laughs> exactly. Not so. a fucking. Th I mean, we can talk football pretty much, and that's. Yeah. I think that's about it. <laughs> you could get a little NBA. A little bit, a little yeah. touch of that. I don't, I don't mind that. I like uh, food. We we enjoy consuming food. Seltzers. We do like seltzers. Yeah. We have that in common. I love to crush seltzers. <laughs> Alcoholism and obesity. That's about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've lavished a lot of praise on Goat recently, so I don't want to keep doing it. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What was that question about? His origin. 
I honestly don't have any idea. I don't have any clue where I met Goat or how I met Goat, but I'm glad I did. I, again, I consider him one of my best friends. Um, let's, I, and I don't know if he considers me that. And by the way, Goat, I know you listen to this. There ain't no fucking pressure. I hate the bit. I hate the best friend bit because then the person is on the. It's almost as bad as the best man bit. Like. I'm very aware in my life I have never been asked to be anyone's best man, including my brother. Uh -huh. um, and it's always just kind of weird, so I like don't want to... I don't like talking about it. And so like the best friend bit, I feel, is the same way. Like When you're an adult, do people still say they have a best friend? I don't even know. I think... Mm, depends on how your friend group Do you started. have a best friend? Uh, I'd say... The <laughs> in the basement. Why are you fucking marking that? <laughs> I got a good group. Uh... But it, you know, it's rotational. People go different ways. Yeah, I got uh, a good group. Yeah, I had a, a, a guy I, you know, yeah, I probably do have a best friend, yes. Who is he? Uh, he's out in California. How can he be your best friend then? Well, because we were roommates for three years in college. Where does he live? San Francisco? He's the one that called in talking about my dick. Went back yeah. in there. I, no, that's. I, I just get tired of being right. I mean, I just, you know, I guess people can get tired of being right. Because I just did. <laughs> if somebody else was saying the things that you say, I just no, would it not be a logical conclusion? I got no friends. It's cool. I got you know, you know what? I got one friend. Dukes. <laughs> Dukes is doing a really nice thing, so I I, I can't have no friends. Oh, you, oh, you're talking about the really nice thing I'm doing? Yes. It was so sad because I called Tor today. I was like, "Hey, I want to do that nice thing for you," and he's like, "Huh." I don't, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, well, this has never happened to me before. I'm like, what? Someone's doing something nicer? He's like, yeah, come to think of it. Nobody really does anything nice for me. I'm like, that's the saddest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. My, my dad woke up and said, hey, did you, it woke me up this way. He said, did you call the insurance yet? I said, no, it's 8 a.m. I'm waking up now. Right. And he's like, get on it. I'm like, huh. What does that have to do? Oh, because your dad's mean to you all the it's time. Just, right, it's just, yeah. I'm like, hey. He's very mean to you. <laughs> I'm glad I could be a person that does nice things for you. That's nice. I just, I just wish maybe there was a second person in your life that would <laughs> maybe do some of that shit. It'd be better for you. Uh, let's head out to Hood, but she says she want a hood bridge. Duke, Tor, how are you? Dukes. This is Chris from Woodbridge. Dukes. Um, I had a question for Mr. Duke. Dukes. I can remember back somewhere near the start of the show, you were getting interested in doing some art, and you ordered some kind of... Uh, book to help you with the art. I was wondering whatever happened with that project. It, I was looking forward to seeing some Instagram pictures um, of your art, so I was just wondering if uh, what happened with it. Uh, love the show, guys. Keep it up. Great content. Uh, thank you. There's very low energy. Maybe he's eating downs out there in Woodbridge. A lot of people do it. Chris, thank you so much. Um, I actually think we talked... What? What's wrong? just sounded like a nice guy. It's not what I say. I didn't say he was a mean dude. It sounds like a nice say guy. say people are eating down. You can say what you want about me. I'm saying it sounds like he's eating down. It sounds like... Well, I'm not, I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to revisit it because you're clearly sensitive. Um, I talked about this on the show. I did. I bought, uh, I bought some colored pencils and I bought a book and I got a pad and uh, I drew two ninjas. And they are, you can see them. They're still on the uh, Chad Duke Show Instagram, I believe. They might be on my personal Instagram. I don't know. And people like them. They said they were pretty good. I have a, I, I know that I need Adderall. Like, I am positive that I am undiagnosed ADHD. But I will never go, I, will ne I know myself too. I'm never going to 
get put on Adderall. My, my brother was a, a disaster, and then he got Adderall prescription, and now, you know, he's a titan of his industry. He's making fucking killer money, and I, I know for a fact my life would be incredibly different if I ever addressed the ADHD or whatever everyone has now. I'm not using it as a crutch, but if I can't be instantaneously really good at something, I quit it. And it's why I've never written my book. It's why I haven't written the movie yet. It's, and it's why I think gaming streaming has worked for me. Because once I got the technology up and running, I can just do it. And I, because I'm doing this, it's just doing this in another form. Um, but I think it's one of the reasons I've I've stuck with it. But yeah, I would love to. You know, I've I've flirted with drawing with. Um, I like the multi media shit that people do where they use wood and like you know sh like shit from the world. Yeah. I like all that stuff. I just fucking the, I don't have the patience. I, I don't have it, and I wish I wish I could figure out a way to get that without taking another pill. You know what I mean? Well, I appreciate your uh, I, I appreciated your art phase because I got an eraser out of it. That's true. I did buy an eraser that I watched tour than take many bites out of. Is it? It's not. It's not. It is still back there. Is that for snack purposes? Well, you know, show cannon. You just smelled it. Still huh? got that smell. Does it smell good? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll try to update your eraser at some point because that one looks like it's well. You're doing a lot of sniffing over there. Well, it's a good smell. That that, that rubber gum. Rubber gum. Rubber gum and liquor. That's what they always say. There's a couple bites taken out of that thing, by the way. A couple. That was the Tor Eats Eraser saga from very early in Show Cannon. You should go back and listen to that. <laughs> hey, you got access to the whole back catalog with a fucking sub. You might as well go back and listen to that dumb shit. Whether you're drinking by the fire, getting ready to send it into Arlington like your boy, or just trying to find an escape from your eight kids, make sure you check out the Chad Duke Show playlist on Spotify. You just go to chaddukeshow.com slash music for the official link to your new favorite playlist. Hey everybody, if you're looking to cut some of that excess hair off your body just like the Nationals cut off, I don't know, an all-star shortstop and sent them out to the Dodgers, you should look at Manscaped. They have been proud sponsors of the show. You guys have been killing it with them so far. They're happy with our listeners, and I'm happy with the listeners, too, because they are investing in Manscaped, and they're getting 20% off in free shipping with the code DUKES by doing it. Now, the Nationals didn't get 20% off in free shipping when they traded Max Scherzer off to the Dodgers, and they let Daniel Hudson go to the Padres, or the Wizards didn't even get 20% off in free shipping when they traded Russell Westbrook out to the Lakers. That aside, this is what you can do. You can go to manscaped.com. You can look for the Performance Package 4.0. That has the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts. That's a Performance Boxer Briefs and the Shed Travel Bag. Just got a new whip, and I will be having that travel bag in the back seat just in case I need to make a little touch-up. Can't recommend this product enough. Head to manscaped.com. So that's 20% off and free shipping with the code Dukes at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping with the code Dukes at manscaped.com. Achieve your pubic glory this year with Manscaped. If you're feeling hungry, go check out the show's presenting sponsor, Monk's Barbecue in Percival, Virginia. You can follow Monk's on Twitter and Instagram at Monk's BBQ. That's at Monk's BBQ on Instagram and Twitter. It's the Chad Dukes Show, broadcasting live from the Fortress of Solid Dudes, presented by Money Monks Barbecue. Very excited, because joining me on the Brinko Solutions Hotline right now is an old friend of the show's, Ethan Anderton, is with us from Slash Film. 
Dot-com, which I read each and every day as soon as I get up from my long winter's nap. Uh, Ethan, great to have you back on the show, bud. How are you? Hey, happy to be back. And thanks for reading. Oh, of course. I do read. And I don't just read the headlines, which probably uh, puts me in the minority. But um, <laughs> I enjoy reading about uh, movies, and there's just so much going on right now. Um, one of the things I definitely, it's fortuitous, because uh, I was happy. I looked at my DMs and said, hey, I got a new number. I was like, man, that's a guy I need to get on the show. And it, it happened right around the time we get a new Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer. I just spent, um, I think, uh, yesterday's show the first 30 minutes talking about it. Um, There was a lot in there, Ethan. I'd love to first get your thumbnail. And secondly, though, I got a bit of an ax to grind about it just because so many things look like Stranger Things now. And a lot of these entities that are like looking like Stranger Things, they actually use members of that cast. And you saw it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Kong and It and all these different. What, What do you make of how influential, I guess, that show has been? Uh, well, you know, I mean, in this case, I don't necessarily think it's just a Stranger Things vibe. You know, obviously the presence of uh, Finn Wolfhard, who's one of the stars, being in this definitely gives that. For for me, the vibe I get is one, and and this is what Stranger Things was emulating, is the movies of Amblin Entertainment that Steven Spielberg yeah. directed and produced. You know, things like E.T. and The Goonies. And so that's the vibe that I'm getting here. And I, I, I kind of appreciate it because we're, we've reached a point with Ghostbusters where – the original cast, the ones that are surviving since Harold Ramis, Harold Ramis sadly passed away, they're they're up there in the years. And so you can't necessarily have a blockbuster movie situated around them. So you're either forced to do something completely different or cast, you know, new young comic stars to take over as the new Ghostbusters and have the old ones pass the torch. And that idea was was kicked around before with names like Ben Stiller and yeah. Bill Hader and Donald Glover thrown around, but it just never happened. And then, of course, we got the reboot, which was completely separate from the original franchise. And so this, I think it's cool that you have Jason Reitman, who's the son of director Ivan Reitman of the original franchise, taking over and injecting a new style into Ghostbusters where uh, it has a new appeal to, you know, the next generation of of fans. You know, you're going to have parents who grew up with the original Ghostbusters probably introducing their kids to the original as they lead up to this one. And it'll be cool for them to see, you know, kids stepping up and taking on that role. But you still have the original cast all coming back and reprising their their roles as well. So I think injecting the movie with a a new style and not trying to repeat what they did with the first two movies is probably the best approach. It's interesting. And that's interesting context because that makes a lot of sense when you put it that way. Here's the problem, Ivy. I I think I'm a little bit older than you, but um, I, 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 um, I didn't enjoy a lot of these Star Wars movies as much as I think a lot of other people did. And I throw the prequels in there with that. And it took me a lot of time to realize that that was the case because it's Star Wars. I, I know every sound. I know every song. Like every time they drop a name, like I just there's so much nostalgia in it. It was difficult for me to kind of suss out. Hey, do I like this or is this just all these happy memories I have? And that happened to me in this trailer, man. Like the first time you hear the siren on Ecto One, like the first time they fire up a proton pack, like you see a terror dog burst out of a convenience store. Like oh my god! But I'm like, well, I love all those the first two movies. Like that's that's why I just. That's got to be a difficult thing to do, man, with all the, that you get when you're kind of treading on these boards of, of nostalgia and bringing back this thing that so many people love. It's like, I think that's a double-edged sword with it makes you lazy and we don't have to make this movie as good because everybody loves the Terminator or Predator or whatever it is. And I think a lot of these franchises have suffered because of that. I think that's fair, but I also think that 
like it's one thing to rely on nostalgia, but then when you're calling upon that nostalgia, you're immediately making people remember movies that are classic yeah. and great. So you have to have a movie that at least can be on par with, you know, those standards because they're expecting something to be hopefully close to as good as those original movies. So it's it's it could be lazy, but it's also a major risk, too. And I think that where the benefit comes in is having a director like Jason Reitman, who had a very unique experience with Ghostbusters, where he, you know, not only he literally grew up with Ghostbusters more than anyone did. You know, we've all we all saw the movies since we were kids. He was a kid on the set of Ghostbusters and at the test screenings. And he even has a small role in the beginning of Ghostbusters 2 as a kid. So I, I think getting a movie from him and him tapping into what people love about Ghostbusters and doing it in a new way is is what makes it the most exciting. I um, Ethan, I'm in a minority. I think I really like Ghostbusters too. Um, I think one of the reasons why I've just the first one is is it's almost like background noise at this point. I've seen it so many times, but I love the Vigo character. I loved kind of the additions they made with the uh, the slime and everything. And I I think I like that movie a lot, certainly a lot more than uh, Bill Murray did. Um, <laughs> and, and I was happy to see at the end of the trailer is it's Ray Stance sitting in Ray's occult, which is what his occupation was in Ghostbusters 2. And I'm, I'm kind of happy to see that that canon is not being wiped out in this new Afterlife movie. Yeah, absolutely. That that was a nice touch, you know, because uh, Ghostbusters 2 does get get a bad rap. And I, I there are some things about it that I think are a little goofier than they need to be, partially sure. because real Ghostbusters became popular and they felt like they needed to gear it towards kids a little bit more, which is why you know, Slimer has a bigger, sillier presence and he's not like an, an angry ghost anymore. And you have, you know, Janine and Lewis being a little bit more like, you know, sitcom characters than, than anything. But but yeah, there's some good stuff in Ghostbusters, too. And so it'll be interesting to see what what kind of references and stuff from that movie make it into afterlife. Completely agree. Um, the, uh, the 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 the. These massive entities are so popular right now, and that's why I always kind of – it's almost like following sports franchises at this point when you see, like, what's Fast and the Furious doing next, like what the Patriots are doing next. Let me ask you about um, those movies real quick. I, I – they don't uh, – this sounds like I, I don't like anything, but they don't appeal to me. I, I think I like one or two of them, and then I just – I cannot believe the universe that it is spawned. And I like cars. I like action movies, but – They've just they've turned into cartoons, and there's a place for that. And clearly, they have an audience. The stuff with Hobbs and Shaw and The Rock won't work with Vin Diesel, and they're openly sniping at each other. And Tyrese is pissed off, but they're going to keep making those movies, and they're they're going to keep making the Hobbs and Shaw. I always say that the MCU is the most important pop culture event that I've ever seen and maybe that we've ever seen because it'll never be recreated because you just can't do it. No one's been able to do it. Um, it it's just been too big and it's too massive. But Fast and the Furious has to be – they don't even have the source material. They don't even have you know all the superheroes that everybody used to dress up as. As a kid, that gets people motivated. How do you classify what that – entity is and then all the drama surrounding it moving forward which of course means every time they put one of these things out it's going to make a billion dollars yeah for sure the fast and furious franchise is is so fascinating because it started off as just this small throwaway action movie that was basically a point break ripoff with with you know fast cars and undercover cops and then all of a sudden it became this massive spy espionage blockbuster franchise it got even bigger when Dwayne Johnson came aboard with Fast Five, and the movies have just gotten consistently crazier since then. And like, it's it's tough to imagine a, a franchise that has 
you know, been going for so long has reached such a large scale, both as, you know, as far as the blockbuster size is concerned and also the box office success is concerned. And so it's it's kind of an anomaly in that way because you don't often see franchises get more and more successful as they go on and develop in this like blockbuster soap opera way that Fast and Furious has. Um, and, and then you're right. Like that, what makes it a little bit more, you know, fascinating is that we don't have any like comic books to give us an idea of where this franchise is going. We're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants and seeing whatever the hell they can think of next. You know, like it was a joke talking about, Oh, next they're going to go to space. And that's exactly what they did in F nine. So like uh, the sky is the limit or I guess, you know, space is the limit now. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been insane watching this franchise grow. <laughs> It's been wild and certainly unexpected. Um, what did you think of? We, they teased a, a Dexter trailer. I guess he was at Comic Con and did like a bit of a sit down. Michael C. Hall. Um, I, I was a humongous fan of that series. I was very excited when they finally decided to do more with it. I kind of bummed out that the, that cast was just so unique and it was. I, I cared a lot about all the people in that cast. I know a lot of them died in the show, but I was kind of hoping some more of those people would make it back into this show. It doesn't look like that is the case. What did you think of our first trailer? Well, I think that it goes without saying that the finale for Dexter wasn't necessarily the most satisfying for fans who had been with the series for so long. And so bringing him back and giving his story, uh, presumably a new ending, if this doesn't turn into something that is like a new beginning for Dexter, since it's a, a 10 episode limited series, um, just makes sense. You know, no, uh, people didn't really like seeing him become this, you know, isolated lumberjack and felt like the, the final season was a dud. So uh, doing this, you know, whatever this arc is, whether it's, you know, him somehow coming to terms with his dark passenger in a new way or potentially kicking off some kind of uh, new revival where there's, you know, a, another character who to potentially uh, rival him is an interesting prospect, you know, and a uh, part of me, one, one of the things that I'm most curious about is that uh, John Lithgow is apparently coming back in a small capacity Crazy. as the, the Trinity killer. And that's weird because he was killed by Dexter back, back during that season. So uh, I'm, I'm wondering how that will come into play and what impact that will have on, on his trajectory as a character. Completely agree. And for those people that haven't, I mean, I would say bare minimum watch the first four seasons of Dexter. I think it's some of the best television that I've ever watched. But everyone knows that season four with him playing cat and mouse with Lithgow is a 10 out of 10, first of all. Yeah. And in that role, he's an 11 out of 10. Um, it's going to be. But don't you think it's going to be like Liam Neeson came back in Dark Knight Rises? You know, he's just sitting there having a conversation with, you know, some mental problem that he's had. I mean, they've done this before, so I would. I can't imagine it's him like crawling up out of a ground as a, a zombie uh, Trinity killer, but uh, call me. And by the way, bring back the ice truck killer too. I'm, I would be steamed up for all that <laughs> stuff. Um, I like James Gunn a lot and I'm going to trust him with Suicide Squad. I got to say, Ethan, the first Suicide Squad, I was so disappointed in that movie. The trailer was so slick and I liked the cast and then it got, it was an abomination and this one looked so weird, but Guardians looked really weird when it came out. I'm, I'm going to trust the creator probably and over the, what it looks like to me. Um, the reboot though, like I, I've never really understood if it's a sequel or a reboot or recasting. And does this stuff work against DC that nobody really seems to know is, is this happening in the same universe as man of steel or justice league or all that? It all seems very muddied over there. I, I don't think it matters too much, you know, and I think that's partially why they've kind of kept it nonspecific. Uh, you know, they, they're specifically saying where it's not a sequel to suicide squad. You don't have to see that one to understand what's going on in this one. 
but it's also not necessarily wiping the slate clean and starting from scratch. It's just it's an, an adventure with the some of the characters from Suicide Squad and a whole new slate of others. And a lot of them are probably going to get killed because they are the Suicide Squad. And James Gunn isn't going to hold anything back when it comes to taking out a lot of these characters in gruesome and violent ways. You know, that that's really what he's been talking about for a long time is that don't get too attached to a lot of these new characters. <laughs> and that's why there's so many weird and obscure characters from DC Comics, because they're not characters that you're going to care about if they get, you know, blown up or eaten by King Shark or something like that. Um, so it's I'm very excited to see this because. James Gunn just has a, a cool style when it comes to his blockbuster filmmaking where he he injects it with a lot of heart. He gets weird. He gets gritty. He has knows how to create these spectacular action sequences, um, and he really takes care with the characters. I've, I've been on record saying the MCU as we know it will not exist in 10 years, and I always get laughed out of the building when I say that. But one of the reasons why I believe it, one of the reasons why I believe the Black Widow had such a precipitous drop-off is – there, there's a been there done that factor that they really need to be careful with. And I think these TV shows have kind of staved that off a little bit. People are really interested in Loki and WandaVision. They, they seem to be different and new. And, you know, maybe this multidimensional bit. Here's what I know. I've read comics my whole life. It makes it real difficult for casual fans to follow when they go down this road. And they're doing it now with these movies. And, and James Gunn came out and said some of these comments like, you know, these they all kind of feel the same right now. And you see him. I'm going to be over here with DC. It's weirder. I uh, I see some of that. I see a fatigue factor potentially at some point where I'm, they're not going to not make superhero movies, but I just don't think in ten years they're going to be. We're not going to be in phase eight or nine. Does that does that sound silly to you? Um, not necessarily. I I think that the I think the biggest challenge that Marvel has is that the Infinity Saga was such an impressive feat and yeah. was something that we hadn't really seen you know, in, in blockbusters before where all these different franchises were interconnected and led to this big uh, culminating story in Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. And I think that Marvel definitely has to figure out how to keep fans interested in uh, the next phase, which would, you know, be a similar uh, thing where we're gradually building to something big in the universe. But I do feel like they have some some tricks up their sleeves since they do have the ability to bring X-Men and Fantastic Four into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the coming years. Uh, now that Fox is owned by Disney, Marvel Studios is back in control of those characters, and I think fans will be really excited to see new versions of those teams, especially since we haven't really gotten a proper uh, you know, quality version of Fantastic Four, and the X-Men franchise kind of started to trail off in quality towards the end there. So I think bringing those characters in will help reinvigorate any fatigue there might be from what Marvel is doing now. And then on top of that, since the shows have now introduced the multiverse that allow for all these parallel universes and, and alternate versions of characters, I think that will also uh, help shake up the formula that Marvel has become known for and, and could offer some interesting prospects. Yeah, especially the second they dust off Galactus, I'm all back in, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Slashfilm.com. Go ahead and read all of his materials there. Follow him on Twitter, Ethan underscore Anderton, great to have you back in these waters, my friend. Sail on through anytime you like. Thanks so much for catching up with us. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. The great Ethan Anderton, everybody, on The Chad Duke Show. You can always donate to The Chad Duke Show using the Donate tab on chaddukeshow.com. You'll help us keep improving the product, and you'll earn yourself a verbal nod on the next episode. We thank you for your support, friendos. 
Friendos, the market is slowing down just a little bit. And if you are a buyer that put your home on uh, your search for a new home on hold, on pause because of the craziness, now's a good time to start browsing again with my guy, Joe Azer, just recently a subscriber to the Chad Duke Show, lives right here in Fairfax, worked with Joe to sell his home. He got over $40,000 more than the asking price. $40,000 more. Another listener in Reston listed his condo for sale with Joe, and it too sold over asking price, and we're talking just days. I got a guy emailed me, said he bought a Tori said he bought a townhouse in Centerville right next to Tippies. Next to Tippies with Joe Azer. Go get yourself some tacos when you get your new townhouse. Joe Azer, not all agents are equal. Make sure you talk to our friendo. If even only for a second or third opinion before you decide which agent you want to work with, he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. I think you're going to be real happy with him. 571-989-AZER is the phone number. 571-989-2937. Call Joe Azer today and tell him Chad Duke sent you. Make sure you sign up for the Chad Duke Show mailing list on chaddukeshow.com. Be the first to know what's happening on the program and maybe even win a prize or two. We promise we won't fill up your inbox with tasteful nudes. Well, we promise we'll truly make an effort not to. Couple of things. One, uh, Tor lost a snake last night. I was on the phone with him when it happened, so I probably want to touch on that. Uh, Texts with Tor got very popular segment on our social media, Texts with Tor. Uh, I'll have to put up the ones from last night where I was just getting multiple pictures of uh, looked to be a black rat snake. Is that what it was? It was a it was a big joker. Didn't look big in the pictures, but I know that probably the perspective could have been off. Um, but you guys haven't lived. You hear you hear Tor on the show, and you, ba- you basically you don't know if he's alive or dead most <laughs> of the time. The excitement and I I, I don't want to say arousal in the young man's voice. First of all, you just screamed out snake. Did you know you did that? Yes. There's a snake. I knew you were on the phone, and I had to. I had to do it quickly. I had. That's the cold soldier thing. That's why I know it's called the Winter Soldier. Yes. Uh, I don't think. Hold on one second. What did you, what'd you, what'd you no, just no, say? No, you said you know it's we called. We don't the, need to hit that. That's <laughs> the reason you're the cold soldier is you don't know that it's called the Winter Soldier. But by the way, I've called you cold soldier so much. When I see Captain America, I say the cold soldier now. Fucking oh, it's changed my whole paradigm. But I. I I needed to get the information out as quickly as possible, so I yelled snake. Usually screaming snake does that. <laughs> and then I believe you screamed, it's a big one, and then I realized I needed to get off the phone with you because you had begun your pursuit of the snake, correct? Oh, yeah. I, I, you immediately spring into action. I, I I didn't recognize the pattern on it. I'm pretty sure it was just a garter snake, but it had a line. It was a I, black rat snake. I'm like, I'm not messing around with that one. Oh, you think it's a poisonous snake? Well, I don't know. I don't know all my snakes, and I, I, I know the snakes I can catch, and I look at them, I see, I can get that one. This one, I said... I'm going to track this one. So you could, but do you think you could have gotten him if uh, you needed to? Yeah, we just got a stick. Snapped his neck. Yeah, we just got a Y stick and pinned him down, got my thumb on. Would you Petey Pablo him? Would you, <laughs> would you twist it around your head spin it like a helicopter? No, nah, I probably would have gone inside and show my dad. <laughs> Look at this, old man. Just throw it at him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he'd start yelling at me to get out of the house. I don't know. Maybe I would have called him and told him to come outside. That's nice. That's nice. So the father-son bonding time over slithering reptiles. I mean, this thing was 18 inches. It was, it was it was longer. First time you've ever said that. No. <laughs> Never said that pointing downwards at your waist. <laughs> um, I didn't look that big in the picture. I'll post it. I'll post it so people can see it on social media. Yeah. Have you ever seen any of the uh, Crocodile Dundee movie? I, I don't know why I asked. I'm sorry. There are these movies called Crocodile Dundee, and uh, Paul Hogan plays Crocodile Dundee, and I think people think they're for dumb people, um, and maybe they are. I, I enjoyed one and two. I enjoy Crocodile Dundee movies. Fuck you. 
Um, I don't think I saw Crocodile Dundee in Miami. Or there's a third one, and then there's I think they made one recently, which looked really bad. Uh, I saw E-Rock tweeting about it. But the first two, I, I think, are funny. Anyway, there's a scene where these guys are fucking. Um, they're tracking him in Australia, and uh, so he's doing like these night maneuvers where he's doing like some uh, cerebral mental warfare. And he just comes running through this camp, right? Like there's this camp and they're all sleeping around a fire. And he comes running through with this fucking bag and he goes, catch. And he throws it at this guy. And the guy was asleep and he wakes up and it's just a giant fucking python. <laughs> he just throws a <laughs> python on this guy. And he's just doing it to fuck with him, right? Like to keep him awake all night. Yeah. Uh, and I always just thought like, Tor would be the only one that if someone did that to him would wake up with an erection. Oh, dude. <laughs> I don't like snakes that are out of my control. And yeah, but a python's slow. Like I feel like you can fold them up if you needed to. It's the it's the old story that freaks me out about the pythons and big snakes like that. Uh, snakes like that, uh, where it's the, the the old lady had a big snake. That, okay. that, that story I don't like. I, I hate. Yeah, that is that story. A, is that a real story where she ends up the snake eats her? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's a real story. I don't like it though. That is something that I do not like. There's a worse <laughs> snake story that I have. It involves Othman Boucherov, and it's so terrible that I don't want to say it on the show. Like it, it really depresses me. So I don't want to say it on the show. But uh, the old school broadcast fans will know what I'm talking about. He's a bad person, is what I'll say. Um, they brought a giant boa constrictor into my elementary school once, and this I'll tell you, Tor, this thing had to be. It looked like it was 50 feet long, and then the middle of it was like a pizza pie. It was so the circumference. It was fucking huge. And I remember touching it, and it was like the most incredible feeling thing I've ever felt because the scales were there, and it looked like it would be wet, but it wasn't. It was, it was dry. It was. Just, it's very impressive, that snake. But what was I found immediately what, looking at it was this thing would – because you, you could touch it, but it didn't start the bit. Like, if you start picking up those snakes, they do the bit. They start wrapping you up, yeah. you know? I said, this thing could wrap me up in five seconds. Like, I would be down this snake's gullet so quickly, and I can't even imagine what it's like to die that way. And they don't know what they're doing either. Like, they're constantly eating alligators and then splitting open. Like, you see when you eat a water buffalo and it splits <laughs> open. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's like you going into a Five Guys. <laughs> Dude, I, they're, they're they're such a terrifying but impressive creature. Because I like them. They're all muscle and they're all. You know, Rogan hates them. Hates like, Rogan just, wants to kill all the snakes. I mean, I I can see that and I can somewhat agree with that because they're awful. But you look at it, you're like, God, that it is an impressive creature. What's the I'm scariest looking. creature on the planet? Uh, scariest, in your opinion. That's tough. I, I'm not to most encounter most. Not most deadly. What do you think is what would you be the most scared if you saw? I definitely don't like those big ass uh Goliath bird eater uh tarantulas out in Australia. Those are fucking hideous. Oh, I would say the sand the, the camel spiders are worse than those. Because the, the the pictures I've seen of those they're they're so large they look like yeah. a cat and it's just a big spider. I hate those. I hate uh you know what I really don't like? The coconut crabs. Okay, I do not those like are hideous because looking. Because they are just massive and they're invasive and they're just... I don't they think got, they fuck with you though, do they? Dude, there are people that are showing coconut crabs climbing up the siding of their house. Yeah, I'm yeah like, I've seen that. I'd have to take an axe to Can it. Can you eat those things? I'm not touching I mean, it. I that's a lot of crab meat. <laughs> those claws look pretty impressive. <laughs> I would have to say the scariest creature... Um, well, the most... The, the grizzly bear would be... The least chance you have of living, I would say. Like, people talk about how deadly hippopotamuses are and rhinoceros. Um, I'm just never going to be in a situation where I'm around any of those things. If you're in the woods, you could just see yourself. Like, I've been in the woods before where, like, um, 
so something slightly bigger than you goes like a deer mm-hmm. goes walking by and you're like huh you know uh, a grizzly bear you, you have no chance they're fast they're mean they can get up a fucking tree um I, I don't know how anything can be scarier than a shark I, I guess maybe because you don't encounter them as much but as far as just being afraid of something I, I get afraid when a fucking minnow swims by me in the ocean. As much as I love the ocean, like if a six foot shark is like not only swimming by me, but maybe wants to take a little nip, I don't know. My heart's probably given out if that takes place. They probably would be the scariest for me. I don't. I mean, you're in the you're in the water. That's the first thing. That's really the only thing you're thinking about. Yeah. It's secondary to having fun, but they're not coming on land. This motherfucker. Yeah, I've seen those that things. comes on land. Yeah, but I don't. That, that could be photoshopped. They are uh, edible though. I'm telling you, that could be photoshopped. I've seen those pictures before. They always take one and they make it much larger. Look, they're they're terrifying. I'm not going to say that they're not. And a lot of things that I'm scared of won't hurt you. You know, like if you see uh, a possum, possums are actually good. You know, they eat ticks. I think they're the only thing around that eats ticks, which is great. But I, they've got those fucking eyes and that weird rat tail. Like I find them horrifying. There's this bit now going on in the pool. My wife and I have been going out there at night. Yeah. Um. We've got this family of bats that lives in the backyard, and I love them. Like, I want to build a bat box because they eat fucking mosquitoes. I fucking hate mosquitoes, as you can see. Yeah. Um, dude, so we'll be sitting. We have this uh, in my pool. We have this uh, four benches that are inside the pool. So you can actually be sitting in the pool, which, by the way, this is going to sound like a very privileged thing to say. If you're building a pool, get some stools in it. Not your stool, stools. Because you, I use that more than anything else in the pool. And I can actually sit in the pool and do work. Like I bring my laptop out there and I work on it. It's amazing. But these fucking bats, like they don't give a shit when we're in the pool. So they are, as soon as it dusk sets, they're dive bombing the pool and they're eating gnats and they're eating mosquitoes. So they'll hit, like you'll hear them hit the water yeah. an inch, like an inch to your right. Now they've never touched me. I never touched anybody, any human that's been in my pool as far as I know. But, man, it is wild when you see, because bats fly differently from fucking birds, man. Like, they're fast, they're quick, they have, like, twitch motion, and they make weird noises. Yeah. So that's, like, a weird spot to be in when bats are, like, dive bombing, like, literally inches away from you. I don't like that. I also don't like, uh, what is it, the the millipedes, uh, those... That you know what that whole family. I might be more scared of those bugs in Indiana. You haven't seen Indiana Jones, but there's a there's a scene where there's these giant fucking centipede things with the big pinchers on the front. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I probably would be more scared if one of those was running up my leg than if a shark swam by me. I'd have to say. Yeah, I do not like. I, I don't like. I don't like how they move. I don't like any of it. As a man, I feel like, and this is unfounded. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I saw a crocodile. Like, I'm just not even like, whatever, dude. You cannot get me. You know, like, I'll get around you. I'll sidestep. It's too close to the ground. Right. I know that's stupid. Like, those things fucking grab water buffalo and drag them into the water. Like, they're strong. They're quick. They're fucking, they, they, they hunt you. Like, they fucking hunt. That story, what is that fucking story? There was a story, I think it was the Japanese army. I forget. Story in World War II where these crocodiles just massacred like a thousand people. Like, just fucking kill, and they, they hunted them, and they just killed this whole fucking, I, I, maybe it might be Vietnam. I don't remember which war. I feel, I sound stupid now, but I remember reading the story about it. Because they fucking actively will hunt you down, you know, which is scary. And they hunt humans. Like, a crocodile is one of the few things that will fucking actually sit there, and they don't give a fuck. Like, they'll hunt a human down, yeah. and they don't care. Like, I feel like a bear isn't going to hunt you. Like, a bear, if you, like, bump into one, will just tear your juggler out real quick. Because yeah. why would the fuck wouldn't it? But 
I don't know. For some reason, I disrespect alligators and crocodiles. Like, I'm just like, I see them and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Maybe because they're so ubiquitous in Florida. I feel like we're exposed to them and a lot more of these other creatures. Yeah. I mean, the people in Florida, they're golfing next to them. You know? Oh, yeah. So it's like maybe you're just used to it more, but I see it like, okay. I forgot like, which golfer it is where uh, he went over and just patted, like one was just sitting on a water hazard and uh -huh. just patted on the ass and it went right into the fucking water. Right. I love that video. Someone just did that. That's a, that's a dinosaur you just did that to. They've been around that long. Right. It's very, very cool. That's all part of my Sasquatch argument. It's like fucking things survive, things live, things are living in places that we haven't found yet on this globe. And so that's why I'm open-minded to all that stuff. The Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the shop tab on chaddukeshow.com for show t-shirts and koozies. Tremendous set of segments this week. Hopefully you guys think we're as funny as we do. Um, wanted to give a, a couple of plugs. One is, of course, uh, Chad Duke Show Gaming. All my metrics are up. Uh, thank you so much to everybody that's checking out those streams. If you go to Facebook.com slash Chad Duke Show Gaming, I will be on there Sunday, actually. Just fired up Godzilla. You ever played God of War? Oh, uh, I think I have. Fucking uh, dope, man. I'm, oh, no, I think I'm conflating with Gears of War. Yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah. Gears of War. What rapper told you that to play Gears of War? That's what I got to know. I think Gears of War 3 was one of the first I've ever played. Well, how old were you when that came out? I think 10, maybe 11 or 12. Enraging. Um, <laughs> and depressing, by the way. And equal parts enraging and depressing for your pal. Uh, I just started God of War over there. I've never played that game before. It is a, it's a beast. So uh, go ahead and check that out. The stream will be up on Sunday. Quick tease. Um, uh, many of you may know this. Many of you may not. I actually was able to, lucky enough to participate in a film, acting in a film, and uh, it was a great time, and uh, I will have an, an interview with the director of that film who was foolish enough to cast me. Uh, my buddy Dylan Narang actually directed, uh, it's a film called Tapawingo, and we uh, were excited. They just finished up filming that bad boy. I finished up a couple of weeks ago, and they were wrapping it up, and now you go into the process of editing and all that, so didn't want to have him on when he was still in the throes of filming, but now that he's done... I know a lot of you have been asking me about that picture and when you can see it and stuff like that. I don't have, don't have all that information, but hopefully we can get some of that cleared up. He'll be on the show Tuesday, August 10th. Tuesday, August 10th. So that's something to look forward to. I believe that's going to be one of the uh, tour goes to Florida in August shows, is it not? It's going to be one of the gone fishing shows. Are you going to bring all these hooded sweatshirts with you down there to fucking Florida in August? Maybe two. Okay. Does the rest of your family respond well to heat? Uh, they're all they're all respond normally. Okay, fair enough. What if I paid the extra? Like if whatever your dad is willing to pay, right? Like I know he's probably saves what two three hundred dollars. But instead of going in February, he goes in August. Like what if I'm willing to pick up the extra tab just so maybe you guys could be comfortable for a couple of days? It was just the best week that lined up. It was the best week that lined up. There was a couple hundred dollars cheaper. I absolutely <laughs> know exactly how this works. God damn it! I can't wait to go out. All right, uh, so that'll be in two weeks. Normal show's next week, though. Don't even worry about that, but we do have some fun stuff planned for you when tour goes off to uh, smolder and uh, smoke in the sun. Very, very good. Uh, thank you guys so much for subscribing this week and listening. Again, leave a five-star. That's the wrong one, goddammit, tour. Leave a five-star review on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, and if you haven't considered it yet, please do go to chaddukeshow.com. And uh, sign up. You'll enjoy yourself and you'll know about everything that's coming up on the show because we got a lot coming up on the show. All right, Tori, you got anything to plug? Uh, I mean, still, Monday, we might have an announcement for next week. We, we could have oh, a big development. Oh, I forgot. I, I know it's been a lot of announcements on the show. The Chad Duke Show Home Invasion is what I think we're going to call it. We're going to call it the Home Invasion. Can't wait to go through your parents' medicine cabinet. <laughs>
All right, guys. Have a great weekend. We appreciate you. Hey, come out to Commonwealth Dragons tomorrow. I'll be working uh, on Saturday, actually. I'll be working 12 to 5. So if you'd like to say hi, stop by my shop. It is in Old Town, Fairfax. We'd love to see you at Commonwealth Dragons on Instagram. Have a beautiful weekend, everybody. And if the good Lord is willing, the creeks don't rise. We'll see you on Monday for a brand new episode of the Chad Duke Show. Roll out the trash cans.